Hi everyone, welcome back to the RegTech Pulse powered by LexisNexis Risk Solutions. I'm thrilled today to be joined by two of our payments efficiency experts. So joining me today, I have Senior Director of Product Management for Bankers Almanac, Dalbia Sahota. Thank you for joining us. Hey Julia, hey everyone, thanks for having me on. Thanks Dal. And we also have Cindy Printer who is Director of Market Planning for Financial Crime Compliance and Payments. Hi everyone. So I wondered if you guys could just each give me a little bit of background into your role, so your day-to-day role. So maybe Dale, starting with you, if you could give us a little bit of background into what you do on a day-to-day basis. Thanks, Julia. So um, three areas of focus. One is product strategy uh, and seeing how our products evolve to meet customer needs and solving customer problems in the market over the next year, two and three. Second one is really a, a focus on execution to uh, our roadmap, our commitments to the the year over the next 12 months, how we're going to be solving some of our customers' big, large problems around making payments faster, safer and cheaper. And thirdly, um, part of my role is market and industry engagement with partners, peers and, and the alikes in the marketplace. Brilliant. Thanks, Dal. And Cindy, your role in market planning, could you give us a little bit of background there? Yeah. So I primarily serve as the interface between our external markets, so customers and analysts, and then our internal product, like Dal and the rest of his teams, um, and our global market teams to ensure that uh, our business is providing solutions that ultimately meet industry needs. Perfect. So... We've recently launched a couple of pieces of content on payments efficiency. So this is what we wanted to talk about in this um, in this episode of the podcast. So we've just recently relaunched our trends to watch in payments efficiency in 2023 and also the true impact of failed payments. So we're going to be talking about uh, those two pieces, some of the insights from them, diving a little bit deeper into there. Um, so I think we can start with talking about some of the trends. So one of the trends that we're seeing is around this acceleration of digital transformation. Um, and Dell, you've been in the payments industry for, for uh, several years now, I won't say how long. Um, but I wondered if you could talk about that digital transformation. How have you seen the payments landscape um, and customer demand sort of change since you began, um, in particular with that focus on digital transformation? So, uh, yeah, I think in the payments landscape, there's been some radical shifts over the years, certainly from when I, when I started out, I think there was probably more payments happening in a, in a less digital sense, and so more cash payments happening. Certainly we've seen a, a, a growth more towards digital payments than, than ever before. I think that acceleration has been super and turbocharged um, just by a factor of macroeconomic events. Um, the pandemic being certainly one of them in terms of what we've seen, digitalization, not just around payments, but even the way we're working. You know, there's just been a mass turbocharged acceleration to, to digitalize. I think there's um, a couple of areas where, you know, talked about sort of our quest, our North Star to help our customers uh, achieve their goals around faster payments, safer payments and cheaper payments. Uh, I think that, that is playing out loudly um, at a country by country level. So many new ways to have faster payments, so faster payment schemes in-country, real-time payments. And I think that domestically there's been a, a mass growth of that, you know, from referring to the UK, US market and, and the likes. 
it's been a must surge around the ability to make a payment same day, same second, same millisecond. And I think as consumers, we've seen uh, really the real benefits of that in terms of how we B2C or B2B exchange money happening much, much more real time. Um, that's been part and parcel of that acceleration and, and digital transformation. I think the customer needs uh, are ever evolving and uh, they just seem to rise and rise and rise um, as, as this transformation unfolds. And I think, you know, if you look at even when I started out sort of working um, at point in time, my salary was paid in cash. I used to receive a brown envelope at the end of, end of the week and um, I would get both you know, physical cash and coins. You know, if, we, if we fast forward now in, in the gig economy, it's a case of actually you can get paid on the same day. So, you know, you do a job, you do a role, you're getting paid on the same day. So if you look at that trajectory of travel, in the best part of, let's say, the last 20 years, that's a phenomenal amount of change. And if you look at some of the World Economic Forum goals in and around the world where, you know, the unbanked have now have bank accounts and you look at the way that money and payments get exchanged there, they've missed a generation. So I remember getting my first first plastic card in terms of going more digital and I remember that being a really exciting time but where there's countries um, in sort of Eastern Asia where there's been populations that have been identified that don't have bank accounts they've skipped that generation of cards they've gone on to mobile technology so in way they exchange money is driven by mobile technology and full digitalization and I think these are real real positive aspects to how digital transformation is evolving in, in the payments market. And it's a really, really fluid and dynamic uh, market out there. Um, and that's no no sort of evidence that really is around the number of think tanks, fintechs that have emerged in the last 10, 15 years in the way that's revolutionized the way we can pay faster, equally how we can pay safer through things even like more recently what we've seen is like digital wallets, Q, QR codes, ways to pay. So you know that journey is um, you know ever evolving, but it's very very dynamic. Yeah, it's interesting what you say about cards skipping a generation because one of the pieces of um, one of the stats I think in in the trends infographic is around the fact that by 2025, I think smartphone penetration is going to be at about sort of 80% globally. So there's definitely a, a huge shift towards that sort of mobile generation. Um, Cindy, talking to you now, there's there's quite a big focus on frictionless payments in the research, and I just wondered if you could talk to the listeners about what are the types of friction that we're talking about, um, what are the what are the types of friction that cause those challenges, um, and what's the impact really to the customer experience? Yeah, absolutely, Julia. Well, we know that friction in a payments process is ultimately going to create a poor experience experience for the customer, operational inefficiencies for the business, um, and their own processes when that friction is present. And we know that friction is, um, through our own experience as a business and through the studies that we have conducted, the top two most challenging areas um, that result in friction is accuracy of payments and also that speed of getting the payment through the process. 
And so if you think about today's virtual environment where 85% of all monthly bills, for example, are paid digitally, that accuracy and that speed are absolutely essential for providing ultimately that high level of customer experience. Because when data is incorrect or banking data is missing, that payment process slows down or even potentially ultimately fails. That's the friction that is caused in the process and then ultimately uh, creating that poor customer experience um, uh, for your ultimate customer throughout that process. In fact, 53% of customers would likely switch to a different service provider that had improved billing and 47% of millennials would be willing to pay a fee for that frictionless experience. So I think these, these findings truly highlight how a poor customer experience can negatively impact a business's bottom line and how uh, improving that process to minimize any friction can be that key differentiating factor um, in today's like ultra competitive environment. No, I agree. I agree. So, so we've talked about obviously this friction, and you you touched on this point of of failure. I guess failed payments, so rejected payments, and having to repair those payments. Um, Dale, can you maybe talk through what 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 counts as a failed payment? Um, and there's a huge business cost, economic cost to those. So maybe talking about a little bit about failed payments, about this phrase of straight through processing, and and how that differs around the world. Yeah, sure. So I think, you know, leading on from what Cindy shared, that friction is at the heart of the cause of what prevents straight through processing, meaning from the point of payment inception to the beneficiary actually receiving that payment, that friction is the cause to breaking STP. So whether it's, for example, a compliance check that gets done by a correspondent bank um, for screening that payment for sanctions or PEP exposure, adverse media exposure that's friction where it's friction at the point of payment initiation as a as an end um, as a person initiating that payment do I have all the right data do I know where I'm sending that money to do I know my IBAN do I know my bitcode that's all part and part of friction and certainly from the primary research that we've conducted that end-to-end sort of straight through processing rate globally was a big surprise to me in terms of actually, you know, 26% is processed straight through. Just gives you a significance of the friction that exists from somebody initiating a payment to somebody receiving a payment. So points of where it breaks is just added time and delay for that payment to be received by by the end beneficiary. Um, I think the the consequences to that um, centre around there is a cost to those failed payments. So if they don't reach the end beneficiary, there's a there's a cost associated to that. And what our primary research um, has picked up in recent years, this is a number from 2020, that cost um, to, to failed payments is around $118 billion, which is, you know, the magnitude of that is equivalent to a, a country's GDP in, in, in Europe. And um, you know the significance of that happening across the marketplace. You know, ultimately, that is customers, the market see- seeking reduction in that cost uh, to to fail payments. You know, seventy percent of organisations are not happy with their their failure rates. 
that's coming through our uh, primary research uh, and some of the fees associated to, to this you know on average that can be sort of 12 to 15 dollars which then sort of balloons to this 118 billion dollars of, uh, of failed payments so really the, the kind of a way to sort of um, you know address that is um, you know, Cindy was highlighting if friction is the cause how do we go about solving that friction uh, with with the solutions that we can provide out to, to customers across the globe and I guess the question then is is how I mean 26% as a global straight through processing rate to me sounds surprisingly low um, what is it that we can be doing or what how can how can companies improve that straight through processing rate and, and reduce that failure rate and I guess that's a question for both of you yeah I would say it, this is an opportunity for businesses to take a fresh look at their payments process and really hone in on that idea of where can I make improvements to um, improve the accuracy of data and ultimately improve that STP rate. And there is an opportunity to do that at, earlier in the process, which is a little bit of a different perspective than maybe the more traditional um, way of approaching a payments process further further down the process. So in this, we think about, again, coming back to this digital world, the opportunity to improve um, upfront when the a business is first interacting with their consumer and uh, fit a process into or a solution that Dal um, referenced in at that onboarding process. So it's very seamless to the customer when payments data is being collected. Um, you know, it's again coming back to that idea of a frictionless experience, and so therefore that data is being collected accurately upfront. So later on in the process, when a payment is being made, organization is actually moving that payment from A to B. Uh, that the banking data is accurate already at that point in time. Yeah, just building really on Cindy's points, um, I think if we can solve that friction, as what I would describe at the front door and prevent that bad payment entering the house and filtering its way through the house to reach its end destination, you know, that's win-win um, for all actors and parties through the chain. So, you know, at the point of payment initiation, you know, we, we often ask customers and prospects and industry participants, you know, how many of them know their international banking account number? And often, it's a frown. It's, it's often a look of dismay. So how would I possibly know that? And, you know, that aspect can be solved at the point of payment initiation. So that international banking account number through various solutions that we provide can be solved for. The friction around um, understanding, are you paying a true, genuine end beneficiary? That's something that we're solving for as well. So for purposes of fraud prevention um, you know what we've seen throughout the last few years with the pandemic and the surge back um, or the bounce back from pandemic is the rise of fraud so this part is part and parcel of friction so alongside you know enriching and having the right data captured at payment inception how can we solve for validating the beneficiary is the beneficiary that we that we want to pay and then ultimately to kind of you know, smooth out the overall journey for a payment is super, super 
you know, intrinsic to businesses, consumers, the likes. They want that experience, which is, again, to Cindy's point, frictionless, but it's aided by data and technology to remove that friction. So that aspect of transformation, starting at the point where that payment instruction is born, will alleviate a lot of the friction that exists throughout that cycle. So stopping the friction at the point of you know, inception at the front door before it goes further afield. That's great. Thanks, Dale. So I guess um, before we close, if I could get each of you, maybe just to give our listeners either one piece of closing advice. So when it comes to things like um, stopping failed payments or easing friction, or maybe one kind of key stat that you really took away from the research, if there's one thing that you could leave our listeners with today, what would that be? Um, Dale, maybe starting with you. I would always start with a vision, and that would be my, always my, my, be my advice. So what's that ultimate vision that you're shooting for? What is that North Star? So for my particular product line, the vision is zero friction, enabling zero friction. So there is faster, safer, cheaper payments journeys for customers uh, around the world. Now, that vision statement is super, super important. Then I would sort of break that down into goals. What's the goal for this year? What is the wildly important goal? for 2023 and what are the secondary and tertiary goals for the year that will start shaping your digitalization journey that you want to embark on yeah and i might add maybe just um further on that aspect of of transformation and breaking it down into goals the this idea of transformation doesn't need to be scary there are solutions out there and, and certainly we offer solutions that um, are easy to implement. They fit into existing processes. Uh, they can be you know, um, licensed at a really low cost. And, and so this idea, as Dallas says, let's break this down into objectives and then bring a solution in that helps transform, but that, isn't, um, that doesn't need to break the bank, if you will, depending on your organization. Uh, this can be done. And so it's really worthwhile taking that fresh look and and figuring out how you can implement one of these solutions. And as Dal said, let's do that in a in a very um, maybe structured, goal-oriented way. Yeah, it certainly isn't scary, right, Cindy? <laughs> it's more exciting than scary, that's for sure. It is exciting to us, that's for sure. That's brilliant. Thank you so much. Um, Delvia Sahota, Cindy Printer, thank you so much for joining us today. If you want to learn more about the two pieces of research which we mentioned in uh, the podcast here, so the True Impact of Failed Payments Report and our five payments trends to watch in 2023 infographic, we will include links to both in the show notes. Um, If you want to learn more about payments efficiency um, and what we can offer you, just go to risk.lexisnexis.com forward slash payments. So thank you for tuning in and we hope to see you again soon on the RegTech Pulse. Thank you.